Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is October 20th. Yesterday, if you'll remember, we talked a little bit about 3 Nephi, chapter 27, verse 17. In that scripture, it says that whosoever endureth not unto the end, the same is he that is hewn down and cast into the fire from whence they can no more return because of the justice of the Father. Now, I explained that in nearly every single case in the scriptures where it says endure to the end, we can replace that with repent. If we repent not, the same is he that is also hewn down and cast into the fire from whence there is no more return because of the justice of the Father. Meaning, repentance is what can allow the law of mercy to overcome the law of justice. I think oftentimes we think of repentance and forgiveness as the Savior taking a magic wand or a magic eraser and magically making our sins disappear. That's not how it is. The Savior can offer mercy only because he took the consequences of our choices. He took the consequences of our sins upon himself. And because he does that, he can then impose the law of mercy upon the law of justice. When it says here, because of the law of justice, repentance allows for mercy to replace that law, not to erase that law. In no way, shape, or form is justice being done away with. That justice is being paid by the law of mercy. And is further evidence that this idea of enduring to the end actually means to continue to repent Pretty much the rest of this chapter is talking about repentance. In verse 19, the Savior says, And no unclean thing can enter into his kingdom. Therefore, nothing entereth into his rest, save it be those who have washed their garments in my blood because of their faith and the repentance of all their sins and their faithfulness unto the end. Something that is so important for us to understand about repentance is that it is not just about saying the right words and then being forgiven. Repentance is about change. It's about allowing the Savior to change our hearts and allowing grace to make us better. In his book, The Broken Heart by Elder Hafen, he said, the great mediator asks for our repentance, not because we must repay him in exchange for his paying our debt to justice, but because repentance initiates a developmental process that, with the Savior's help, leads us along the path to a saintly character. We repent not because we're trying to pay back a portion of our sins. We repent because doing so invites the Savior to begin to change our hearts and to change our characters. If you've never read the talk, His Grace is Sufficient by Brad Wilcox, I highly recommend it. We'll post a link in our social media post today. But in that talk, he references this scripture in 3 Nephi 27, where it says, And no unclean thing can enter his kingdom. Brother Wilcox says, Scriptures make it clear that no unclean thing can dwell with God. But, brothers and sisters, no unchanged thing will even want to. Repentance isn't just about trying to pay back our way into heaven. Repentance is about feeling comfortable when we get there, about wanting to be with God because our characters are close enough in line with his that we feel comfortable being in his presence. I also love in verse 19, 
where the Savior calls the presence of God his rest. In Doctrine and Covenants 84 verse 24, it defines rest as the fullness of God's glory. So when we repent and we allow ourselves to be changed by that repentance, we are then able to be in the fullness of God's glory, to be with him, to be near him, and to become like him. But in order to do that, we have to turn our will over to God's. We have to humble ourselves and to repent, not just with words, but with the way we live our lives day in and day out. We have to call upon the grace of Jesus Christ, not just to forgive us, but to change us and to make us better. The Savior goes on for the rest of this chapter, teaching his disciples about repentance, about change, about things that they need to do. And in verse 27, he says, And now ye know that ye shall be judges of this people, according to the judgment which I shall give unto you, which shall be just. Therefore, what manner of men ought ye to be? Verily, verily, I say unto you, even as I am, and now I go unto the Father. And verily I say unto you, whatsoever things ye shall ask the Father in my name shall be given unto you. Therefore, ask, and ye shall receive. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For he that asketh, receiveth, and unto him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Now, that phrase, what manner of men ought ye to be, verily I say unto you, even as I am, that can feel overwhelming. That can feel impossible. It can feel difficult. But President Benson said, is it possible for us to even be as he is? The answer is yes. Not only can we, but that is our charge, our responsibility. He would not give us that commandment if he did not mean for us to do it. Now, before you guys get way overwhelmed with that idea, President Benson continued and said, we must be careful as we seek to become more and more Christ-like that we do not become discouraged and lose hope. Becoming Christ-like is a lifetime pursuit and very often involves growth and change that is slow, almost imperceptible. We must not lose hope. Hope is an anchor to the souls of men. The Lord is pleased with every effort, even the tiny, daily ones in which we strive to be more like Him. So I love what President Benson teaches us, that when the Savior teaches us that we have to become like him, he's not speaking symbolically. That is a fact. We need to become more like the Savior. But then President Benson also explains that that is a lifelong pursuit. Joseph Smith taught that that pursuit would last well into the eternities, but that daily, imperceptibly, little by little, we can make changes and choices that allow us to become more like him. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Savior followed that command to become like him with the promise that whatsoever thing we ask of the Father in his name, it shall be given to us. And with the promise, ask and ye shall receive, knock and it shall be opened unto you. My friends, as we are seeking to become more like the Savior, we can do that as we identify Christ-like attributes and seek to obtain them. But as with all good gifts, they come from the Father. We aren't going to become Christ-like as we force our way to perfection in all his attributes, as we force our way into patience and force our way into love and charity and will ourselves to become long-suffering. We develop those attributes 
line upon line, precept upon precept, and we develop those attributes like all the other gifts of God by asking the Father in the name of the Son for help and for that gift. And as we are promised here in these scriptures, if we ask, we can receive. If we knock, it can be opened unto us. My friends, we become more and more like the Savior as we rely more and more upon the Savior. We develop His attributes as we use His grace. And just because we don't see our growth in leaps and bounds does not mean it's not there. Trust that the Savior is willing to give you all good gifts. But like any good parent, He gives them in His time and in His way as we rely on the atonement, mercy, and grace of His Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.